Eucharist on Sunday the 25th of September 2011, Ian Mobsby and Vanessa Elston explore the importance of the call to endurance in difficult times. This podcast includes information about the current challenge facing the MOOC community to keep going in our current tough economic circumstance. If you are a regular listener to this MOOC podcast and would like to make a one-off or regular financial donation to the community, please do listen to the support information at the end of this podcast. You can also become one of our international friends to receive regular updates and a selection of different books by clicking on the community section of our website. If you are a member of the MOOC community or one of our international friends and would like to increase your current support, then please do contact us by email on info at moot.uk.net. We begin with a reading from the letter of James in the New Testament. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfilment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of Therefore rid yourself of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word, that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, of liberation and perseverance, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act. They will be blessed in their doing. So I'm just going to share some thoughts, thinking about where we're at as a community at the moment. And then, as I said, I'll stop, and then Vanessa's going to lead some of her thoughts. Um, I'll then finish, which I think is the challenge to us. Then we'll have a time of meditation, and we've got some aids, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and then we'll have a time of open mic to allow you to respond. Um, and then we'll take that into, into sessions. So, here's some thoughts. Endurance. The text today is a call for endurance, trust and community. The world we live in right now has become extremely uncertain. We in the West have become used to economic privilege and stability. The truth is that we in the UK and in this city of London have faced a fragility in our market society, the greatest of which since the meltdown of the 1930s. Now this fragility is not as bad as those who have to struggle for survival in Africa and South America and other parts of the world facing poverty, starvation and natural disasters. But nevertheless, the challenges that face us have affected everybody, including the church in the city. So many churches in London are facing challenging finances and a drop in volunteer support. The letter in James was written in such uncertain biblical times when the early church was facing persecution and uncertainty. 
Here the Christians were called to endure, trust God, and not shift to a world view of fear and scarcity, but instead to trust God and believe in God's abundant love and that God has provided for all our needs in our every day. The challenge of the text is importantly to the giving and receiving of the Christian community. Not to be preoccupied with fear and being individualistic, but a people called to share and support each other, sharing life together to and with God. The text calls us to be doers, doers of the expression of love in community. Yes, doers of self-care and doers of self-giving, doers of love of the kingdom of God. The text reminds us that the church has survived much harder situations than we face now. And there is hope as long as we don't count on materialism and wealth as a measure of security. And so like many other church communities at the moment, we face an important question. Do we want Moot to continue in this place and succeed with what needs to be in place to make it sustainable? We do face challenging financial figures and challenging needs around participation in this community. As a new monastic community, we have been called to a model of church that doesn't just gather around services on Sunday, as Sunday Christians, with an attractional model of church. We have been called to seek to answer the question, how should we live, with a whole-of-life approach to faith and spirituality, with a daily rhythm of life that makes our lives sustainable and healthy, whilst including a presence in this place, as we seek to live out self-care, self-giving in the kingdom of God. Sundays, in many ways, are for us as a community to gather with God. And what we do during the week in this place is largely for others. So we will have failed if all our energies are inward and Sunday-focused. Please hear, I for one am not about to give up. We have struggled on for nine years. And since January in this place, we have done extremely well but suddenly we have hit a very vulnerable point in our life and we face fragility which we must take seriously. I've had to constantly make choices over those nine years and risks, as many of us have with moot, which at times has taken us to very difficult places. I believe strongly that what we are doing here is unique and incredibly important. For those who come here every week, you will have got used to this being some form of norm, but it really isn't. And many, many people look at what we're doing here in hope that such a thing may be possible to do near them at some point. So I'm not giving up, but want to increasingly share with you the responsibility I feel about giving this community a future by becoming sustainable regarding financial resources and participation in our weekly life. I've now invited Vanessa to share a few words and then we'll finish with explaining a bit more of the challenge before us and then allow us a time for open discussion and then intercessory prayer. Vanessa. Okay, so why are we at a critical stage in our life cycle? Um, I'm just going to quickly refer to um, a model. It's called Social Ecology, developed by Simon Walker, and he developed a whole model that to talk about um, societies, organisations and movements and the stages they go through. And it's something we looked at last year as a core team. And I went back to it um, over the weekend and I'm just going to share a little bit of it with you now because I think it helps me to understand where we're at. And this model describes how new movements start sort of backstage or in the hidden domain 
uh, like a little bulb or a seed in the soil or a baby in the womb. They're not yet out in visible public life known to everybody. And the first sort of three stages of any real movement or organisation is that something new is growing and forming, hidden in the dark. And this first stage is very frequently birthed out of frustration or alienation from a prevailing orthodoxy or the dominant norm. norm. It's kind of born out of really a kind of questioning and a sort of rebellion almost. The second stage, a new radicalism emerges giving shape and voice to change, a new paradigm, new ways of thinking. In the third stage, the radical vision finds expression and consolidation in a set of practical approaches, structures and processes that a wider community can adopt. Anyone recognise this process in the life of Moot? But the next stage, stage four, is the stage out into the public domain. The baby that has been formed in the womb is now about to be born. The seed that's pushing its way out of the soil, the tender new visible shoots. And this is the most critical stage. Because if you think about a little seed, it's when those first shoots come up that the plant is most vulnerable. It can be most easily eaten, pulled out of the ground, squashed, die due to lack of water, vital nutrients. It's not yet established and viable. And labour giving birth is the most critical stage for mother and baby. And so I'm going to say that I think that we're in this transition stage from three to four because Moot is attempting to establish itself in the public realm. It's what St Mary Aldermary and the cafe represents to have a social visible expression of the vision and foundational practices and processes that have been worked through away from the public eye. The vision is being born so it can be seen in reality instead of just being in the imagination. The bump becomes an actual baby. And for us, the baby is a cafe host, a place of hospitality around where we can give expression to our deepening sense of Christian identity and vocation, an expression of spirituality, arts, justice, where we can nurture and give life to others as well as be nurtured and sustained by others ourselves not least in financial ways. And we need this two-way process and the relationships this stage brings about. If you don't move into the next stage and engage with the world in the public realm, you will eventually collapse and die. The seed rots in the ground. The baby has to be born. We become too inward and narcissistic, as church history demonstrates time and time again. But we can only get to this next stage in partnership with others with the Church of England, with sponsors in the business community, by making new and strategic alliances outside Moot. But we can also only do this with the active support of the community. Both are vital. So, this is us. (laughs) The first shoots, um, full of hope and vision, but vulnerable. We're only here because of God. Um, Tim said to me, Moot is like a bumblebee that should not get off the ground. But it's also true that we're only here because of all the ways you and others have nurtured and protected this seed in the past. And it will only grow and thrive in partnership with God if we continue to nurture and protect it. How do you nurture the seedling that is moot? Through prayer, presence and participation. In many visible and non-visible ways. Just take a few moments to think of all the ways in which you currently do this. Think of what would happen if we stopped doing those things. Probably the most radical way we can become a healthy plant, I believe, is to discover and see and believe and trust what Christ has already done for us.
that we have become and are becoming members of one body, interdependent and interconnected. And I think our society has become a bit like a desert, where we've all taken our individual life plants, which is my work, my family and my friends, and we've put them all into isolated pots that we anxiously water and feed. The environment is hostile. We feel increasingly unsafe, insecure, and the resources seem to be increasingly scarce. And in this kind of scenario, anything else, particularly things that make demands on our time and money, can feel like they're in competition with our individual plants, taking away vital energy and resources, precious time. And if we see it this way, moot is another plant that's asking for our attention, and we struggle because we're barely managing to keep our own plants healthy and strong. I think this is actually an illusion. We don't have our own little plant isolated from everyone else. We were meant to be part of a garden, but this garden isn't thriving. It's become a desert because everyone's only looking after their own little plants removed from the common soil. We've put our little lives into private pots. And I think our society is now paying the cost of this isolated, atomized, private pursuit of individual prosperity and well-being. I think the illusion of private autonomy, of barely regulated self-interest doesn't work the cracks are getting ever wider. The reality is that we are all connected and interdependent. And the same is true of us and Moot. The relationship is not one of competition, but of mutual benefit. By watering and nurturing Moot, you're helping the whole habitat, and that will benefit your flourishing as well. Just as your flourishing will help Moot. It's mutual reciprocity. When you flourish, moot flourishes. When moot flourishes, you flourish. The pattern is deeply Trinitarian. So this is God's plant entrusted to our stewardship. And the miracle is that the growth comes from God. Our role is to sow, plant, tend, water and feed. But the growth is God's. And amazingly, we get to participate in the process. So what is this challenge? Well, I want you to hear really loud and clearly that we are nearly there. We almost have the financial resources to give us stability, and we do have a a very participative community, and we have been given the support of the Church of England. So the challenge is, is this kind of next small step. The challenge is to raise a bit more money and to seek a bit more volunteer support. So to bring you right up to date, first of all, we've had some key people involved in our development, the Lamb Project, who just from one thing or another have been unable to help us, which has put us back. Firstly, Lucy, um, who has had a horrendous operation, is extremely unwell, and therefore who was taking quite a lead with us for our business plan, who now can no longer assist us. Also, Aaron, just so you know, is struggling um, with fatigue, um, and, uh, and he doesn't mind me saying this, but you know, he's under investigation at the moment to work out what is going on for him because he is not well. So all of this has actually affected our ability in the core team to respond to the needs of this place. The fundraising group, which is, if you need to know, is Liz and Grace and myself and Megan has just joined us. I just want you to know that these guys have worked extremely hard on our behalf. Uh, Particularly Liz has done an incredible amount, um, submitting and presenting a number of applications. But so you know, we have been very disappointed with the amount of brick walls 
um, which is extremely frustrating. And that's because so many churches and organisations are competing for money from the charitable sector in such difficult times. Um, and we are, when you think about it, most trusts make a decision about your social economic grouping. And unfortunately, we're in the richest area of the country. So therefore, we come bottom of the list of any of our applications. So just to be clear, we have raised the money for the equipment. What we're struggling with is to raise money for salaries. So financially, we have established that we need to raise an extra £3,000 a month from internal and external giving. So please hear that. That's not expected all to come from the community. From internal and external giving and hiring out the church buildings. And that's a target across all our fundraising. Um, This will enable us to employ a lounge project coordinator to work four days a week. And with the advantage of gift aid, we'll cover my stipend costs for the first time. Uh, One success that we have guaranteed the cost of the equipment, as I said, and adaptation costs from the lounge project. The diocese, again, has um, generously given us the money to pay for that, as we have tried very hard to get that from outside organisations and failed. So we are setting the target of raising financial giving and sponsorship by £2,000 a month. So please hear that we're dividing up that £3,000 into a target of £2,000 from internal and external regular giving and seeking also to raise our giving by hiring out this building by £1,000 a month. So you know, since last week we've raised an extra £122 a month, so we now have a target of 1800 So it is going down. So you think about that, that 1800 sounds like an enormous amount of money, but it really isn't. Um, that would be met by the equivalent of 60 people giving £30 a month. All right? So it's not a huge amount of money. Please do hear that there are a great number of people who are already giving extremely generously in this community and, rightly, some are giving only what they can afford. So please do not hear this as a challenge to you, please. However, at the same time, there are some people who aren't giving anything um, and some giving very little. So we would challenge you, particularly that last group, because it has always been an explicit expectation that if you see this as your spiritual home that you will be committed to financial giving, but what you give is between you and God. So that's the finances. To be clear, we're looking at raising £2,000 a month from giving and £1,000 from um, renting out this place. And that then puts us in a very strong position to sustain ourselves. Secondly, we need to seek more volunteers. I'm really pleased that Alex is here. He's started to help us out on Tuesdays. And Tony King, who many of you won't know, is helping us out every other week on Friday afternoons. And from November, I'm really pleased that Hannah Henderson is committing to help us out all day on Fridays. That's great. But we urgently need to seek volunteers to support and supplement the core team Mondays to Thursdays. So if you're able to volunteer, that would be great. So from November, for example, we will be selling a mixture of homemade and charity Christmas cards and we will need support to sell these Monday to Friday between 10.15 and 6pm every day. The core team literally and I cannot support and sustain the entire presence of this community in this place. We do need the community to get behind us and help us out, not just on Sundays, but where possible during the week. So if you do have hours during the week, and I appreciate that many don't, um, that you can help us out, please do let us know. The idea would be to have the equivalent of one person from the core team working with one person from from a coordinator every day, and that would really, sorry, one volunteer every day, that would really help. 
So we're looking at the system then of expanding the core team, augmented by volunteers from within the community with people from outside. We are looking at some other possible schemes, one of them possibly working with a home office about having people from day release from um, detention or from, from prison. And we're also looking at a number of other schemes. So we're trying to be quite dynamic. And if you have any connections with that, please do. And we hope next year, possibly, to have some interns. But that requires finding people with free bedrooms. So we'll see. But that, is, that would actually improve our ability to respond to need. So I'm not, going, um, I'm not known generally for overly spiritualising things. But I have to say, many of us have been incredibly frustrated by the amount of knockbacks we have of not being able to make progress, particularly with some of the financial applications and with a number of our core people being ill, um, has put us quite back. So I'm actually going to start praying here, and not known for doing that too much, intercessing from 5.30 to 6.15 every Sunday. So you're welcome to come and join me here. Um, I promise I won't go too wacky. Um, so if anybody around around that time to pray for us and the church, um, please do join me. So we've had nine years of struggle to get this place, and I want, to hear, want you to hear that we are so nearly there you know the fact that we've nearly arrived at sustainability is incredible and what we're talking about now is just putting the icing on the cake so that we can become this sustainable inclusive missional justice orientated and outward looking facing community that i love and seek to become sustainable if you enjoyed this and other podcasts from the MOOC community and you are one of our regular listeners then we could do with your support In these tough economic times, we are seeking financial supporters to help sustain this podcast and our work in the central London area and beyond, promoting Christian spirituality in the complexity of our times. To keep going, we need to raise the equivalent of around £2,000 a month from internal and external supporters. If you would like to make a one-off donation or to set up regular monthly donations to help us sustain this ministry, please go to www.moot.uk.net and click on the boutique button top right of our website. From there you can scroll down to the PayPal and bank transfer information. You can pay by card or PayPal account. If you are in the UK and want to make a regular donation, please download our standing order and gift aid forms. If you need any further information on supporting Moot and Moot podcasts, please email info at moot.uk.net. This podcast was brought to you by the Moot community at the Guild Church of St Mary Aldermary in the City of London in the UK. Music